Hello, hello everyone. Welcome back to Surviving the Suck. Thank you for being here. And I am extremely excited because we have an amazing guest today. A lot of you might know the Ben Brewster. Did I say your name right, Brewster? Yep. Okay, yep. perfect. I'm Nailed just, it. you know, I always want to make sure I get these things right. And I'm super excited for all of you to listen to him and his story today because Ben has been an inspiration to me for such a long time. I met him at Augustana where we both went to college. And if you know Ben, he is the person that always has a smile on his face, always joking, always smiling, and just such a joy to be around. And so I'm honored to have Ben on my podcast today and for you all to get to know him a little bit more too. So without further ado, Ben... I'm going to let you introduce yourself as well. And woo, yes, we're here. We're doing it. We're live. Yeah. This is my second podcast episode. I did one back in October. So it's been a little bit. Um, I got to say, I don't know, Haley, if I've told you this, but I really would love to get into podcasting sooner rather than later um, because it just feels like such a um, fun storytelling medium. Gosh, as far as introductions, you know, I don't really... <laughs> I'm not really sure what to say. I'm, I'm an experience. Uh, you know, I, I, we were just talking a minute ago. I'm, you know, an old soul, young at heart. Um, you know, I'm 25 turning 26 this year, but I'm also pretty much a grandpa now. Like my favorite pastimes uh, are doing the New York Times crossword and Sudoku, uh, reading, taking long walks with my dogs, I absolutely have a fascination with trains. Like, I don't know what happened. It's kind of like I was born in the wrong generation or like they could just drop me back to 1950 and, and I would, I would be pretty cool. Um, also like, and this is a total random tangent. Um, and because I love jokes, um, you know, I gotta say, I, I wish therapy was as cool when I was in school as it is now. Um, because God damn, I would have been the coolest kid in school. <laughs> like, do you ever, do you ever watch, do you, Haley, do you ever watch, uh, Pete Davidson? Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. He does this bit, uh, with Kevin Love and I don't want to like try to do the bit now because I'd probably botch some of the timing, but I've listened to it so many times that I could probably also do it halfway decently. And, um, Anyway, you know, the, the whole story is Kevin Love is, you know, talks about having a panic attack during the middle of a, a Cleveland Cavs game. You know, he's a basketball player, NBA player. Mm. And, uh, and Pete Davidson's whole shtick is like, hey, if you're going to, you know, come out and talk about your mental health, leave it to the big boys. He's like, I've been in therapy since I was five, <laughs> you know, like, and then he just goes on this whole, you know, rant. He's like, he's like, just. He's like, at least trade me uncles. Uh, anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving things out here. Um, take a look at it. Pete Davidson's great. I love humor. Uh, this is a whole tangent to say I'm Ben Brewster. Got a lot going on in my life. I'm excited to be here with Haley DeGrave. DeGrave, right? Not DeGrieve. It is DeGrieve. It is. Are you serious? It is, People yeah. have told me it's DeGrave. No, it's, it's DeGrieve. And people... People Why pronounce it that? wrong all the time. People call me DeGravy, DeGrave, Holly. I don't care. Just call me whatever you want. Wait, DeGravy? 
people yeah people call me degravy you would be surprised how do you but phonetically that just doesn't even make sense i know (laughs) okay i know and you know i'm totally one of those people that sometimes i'm almost too nice to a fault (laughs) and sometimes i have no boundaries like whatsoever with other people and myself so i will just let people call me whatever i i just don't I don't care to correct people because sometimes I feel like I'm being rude if I do that. So I am just like, you know, just call me whatever. And so people have all kinds of nicknames for me. You would be very surprised. And they don't know that they're nicknames. They just think that that's my real name. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So, Ben, yes, this is this is just who we are, you know? Yeah, it's just who we are. So you said you have a lot going on right now. I kind of want to hear about that. What? what's happening in your life? You're going through a lot of changes. I feel you've made some announcements with the blog that you have, which by the way, if you have not heard of Ben's blog, you need to check it out. It's really amazing. He, he's an excellent writer. One of the best that I've seen in a while, especially among our generation. So Ben, tell me a little bit about your blog. Tell me a little bit about things that are going on in your life. Yeah. Um, Gosh, a lot of things are going on in my life. So, um, yeah. So I, I guess just to, to jump to it yesterday, I came out as bi. Um, I've been writing this piece for gosh, almost four months, you know, and as, as you said, Haley, you know, I'm a writer. Um, and, and I'm, you might get this as a creative person, but I don't know. I'm always thinking through so many things and, um, Okay, I'm totally going on a tangent. By the way, uh, shameless transition. I have ADHD, so you know my mind's always going like ten different places. And uh, you know, one of the it, it, it can honestly be great because I think of so many things, and there'll be times where I end up in a conversation where I'm like, "Where the heck is this going?" Like, I just I really pr- I hope this ends uh, better than it's going right now. Um, so yeah, I, I wrote that blog and. Uh, you know, as, as we kind of talked about, I think before this recording, I, um, you know, I haven't checked it, you know, I've, I've had people reach out to me, um, you know, um, but I've kind of just said like, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go hide and go, go just do regular things now. Um, you know, these were words that I, I'd, I'd held on to for a long time. When I talk about that, traumas you know there are things I mean it was a pretty damn long piece (laughs) I think it was like 7,800 words if anybody uh, the trans are which is approximately like 22 pages pictures and stuff like that so it wasn't exactly like oh hey like let's just you know write a nice postcard or something like that um so yeah it was I, I talk about a lot there and um I really tried to you know use different tones I mean some of it was humorous some of it was very serious and but more than anything I really just tried to you know as and this is leading to the title of of the blog I just wanted to say what I've always wanted to say mm-hmm. um and and I did you know and this is by no means the um the last words that I'll have to say on it um but you know, for me, this was just good to, to clear my chest. Um, 
so that's just one thing that's going on. Um, it's been honestly, you know, it's it's been a crazy um, and 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 both very good and and sometimes very difficult ways. Um, the pet or the past two years have been just very crazy. Um, you know, I or I guess three. You know, I graduated college uh, in in twenty eighteen. It's crazy to think now. And uh, I know you graduated a year ago. It's like we're we're becoming old. <laughs> yeah, and there there really was no transition. I feel like even for my class because it was just COVID and all right, off into the real world, you know. So yeah, yeah it's it's weird. It is weird. It's literally kind of like uh, I I just imagine you guys and like it. This is a weird uh, analogy, but I imagine you guys as birds in like a big ass tree, and the mom's just like, "Okay, you've been here too long," and just like literally kicking you with the back heel and yeah, knocking you out, and like you better learn to fly before you hit the ground. Yeah, literally, <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Ben, something that I think is is really cool about because you you were talking about the piece that you wrote and it's, it's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. I I loved every second of it. Yeah. Something that you talked about in your piece is letting yourself be seen for exactly who you are. And I love that. And that really spoke to me because I think sometimes, especially in our society today, we all put up a front. It's hard not to almost like, Oh yeah. Everything's okay. I have everything figured out. I'm never going to let the world truly see me for who I am because if they don't like the person that they see then I won't have to take it as personal because that's not really who I am right and so it's so much more courageous to let yourself be seen for a hundred percent of you so I have to applaud you because I think the way that you share your truth and just I don't know it just was really courageous I I have to applaud you for that but how has that experience been letting yourself be seen do you feel free from that you know i i think like anything it's a journey uh anything important um you know it's not just like uh hey here you are this is the destination like you know and we could we can end up in a whole podcast you know you could do a whole podcast about the journey and um realizing again it that is our lives. Like if you set out like, Hey, this is the one thing I'm striving for. Like maybe it is, maybe it's not, but if you're always so bent on, you know, that one thing, you're probably missing out on so much of life. Um, to get back to your question though, you know, how has this been? Um, it's been a whole whirlwind of emotions. Um, I think that's to be expected. You know, I talk about some really, heavy stuff. Um, I'm a believer in radical vulnerability. Um, you know, I think it's kind of a cool catchphrase. Like I really, I really do like that concept. Um, because I think, I think more often than not, you know, we're all, we're hiding things. And I, I, I've realized in my life, like my life's too complicated for me to put up fronts that's not that's not to say like we just pour it all out like you have to be buttoned up still mm-hmm. you know I don't trust everybody um or a lot of people I don't trust um you know but 
I also don't have time to live any life but mine. Mm. And, um, you know, and I, I think you just have to be honest in order to live your life, you know, because, and, and I've realized that, you know, um, I, I was going to continue to be held back by not being honest, you know, and it's not like I need to say like, oh, you're being dishonest. Like, this is not like a me shaming myself. It's just, in fact, quite the opposite. It's saying like, you've been through a lot, you know, they're, they're, you know, I've faced a lot of adversity um, and, but I need to give my permission, myself permission to live my life and not feel like I need to please other people with how I'm living my life um, more than it is like, I got to take care of my needs and, and I need to be who I need to be for myself, not all these other people that are all these things that other people uh, want me to be or what I think other people want me to be. Cause that's a whole kind of feels like a hall of mirrors, you know, like you, yeah. other people might not necessarily say like, Oh, this is what, who I want Haley to grieve to be, you know? Um, but in the ways we act or the subtle things we say or don't say, it can be easy to go through life feeling like, Oh man, somebody wants me to do this and that. And, you know, I, I only, I get the sense of you're a people pleaser. Uh, yeah. I know that I am. Yeah. And that shit's exhausting. Like you it's don't exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's horrible. It's horrible. And I 100% agree with you because I even think about my own life when I was going through all of the mental health stuff, the depression, the anxiety at a very young age and even the self-harm, like I hid that from the everyone. I mean, absolutely no one knew about anything that I was going through, through middle school, high school. I hid it so well. And there was a point that I was in therapy and my counselor just looked at me and she said, that has to be exhausting to not let yourself be seen especially with what you're going through. And I just remember that moment thinking, how am I supposed to allow myself to be seen when I don't even understand what I'm going through myself? I can't even see myself in this. And I think it's really important for people to remember that anytime you're going through the suck or you're going through something that's just awful or you're struggling with something with yourself, please know the more you allow yourself to be seen, the people that you trust they then have the opportunity to step in and yeah. guide you through that or support you through that. But that is, I think one of the hardest things to do is to speak up and say, I need help or I, Hey, I'm, I'm struggling with this and I just need to talk to you about it. Cause it's so easy. Like you said, it's just so easy to want to please everyone else and be their version of you rather than who you truly are. It's a daily struggle for me still, especially as a people pleaser and I'm so glad you said that because, it, yeah, it's exhausting to try to to be the person that everyone else wants you to be or live up to this expectation. It's, you know, don't hold up a bar for yourself to measure up to. Hold up a mirror so you can learn more about who you truly are. And don't be afraid to to move into that. But it's scary. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh my. It's... Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> We just wear like a sailor. I hope you, I, I hope you know that. Uh, I don't know. Like it's, it's kind of a cathartic thing to me. I, yeah. I don't know, but that's all I could go on a whole tangent about that. Um, but yeah, you know, it's, 
it's exhausting. And I think one of the biggest things that I don't, I think, I honestly think most humans forget this is that we only have one life. Like seriously, sit back and yeah. think about that shit. Mm. We only have one life. How much time in our lives do we sit trying to please other people? Do we sit trying to be what we think others want us to be or what we think we need to be instead of moving forward, you know? And I don't want to make this like a moralistic thing. It's, it's not like, you know, that stuff is hard. Like vulnerability is hard. Um, Being seen, getting to that point that you allow yourself to be seen is scary. It is hard. Um, But I also think that it's one of the most important things you can do in order to truly be happy because I reached a point in my life, I'll just speak for myself where I realized I was going to continue to experience, you know, these lows until I dealt with my shit. Mm -hmm. I was going to keep coming back here. And I don't want to take this, you know, I I look forward to later in this conversation when things get lighter, but you know, we'll, we'll weave in and out. Um, I, I realize I, I, I feel a lot like an addict. I don't know if I am one, um, mm. you know, but, you know, one thing about, about addiction is until you really get to that root cause, like what is eating you inside, you're not going to get better. You won't until you're willing to. And, and I don't want to put the onus on you and say like, oh, hey, like you're not strong enough. No, like it just might not be the time. Yeah. But until that happens, until you really get down to it, I think it's going to be that poison pill that just keeps eating away at you. And now I look at it and say, I said, like, I have to, I have to deal with this. Yeah. Because there have been all these things that, I kept inside um, for so long, and if you if you don't talk about them, um, they gain power over you. But then it's amazing too, because when you do talk about them, you can free yourself, and you also help to free others. And surely, in writing this piece, I wasn't doing it to be any sort of a martyr, um, but I also know that. Um, I'm willing to say things that other people won't. Um, and I was kind of like, well, I guess that'll be a, a positive consequence from this because I know that the experiences I have had, um, there are a lot of people out there who have them too. They just, they don't know where to start. And that's the hard thing is silence is a really isolating thing. But once you start to break down those barriers by talking about them, um, they start to lose power over you. Um, And then you build these wonderful networks of people who have had similar experiences and we can all empower each other. Um, Which is why, again, you know, I just think vulnerability is one of the most important things we can do um, as leaders, you know, as society. Um, I think there's an idea and it's complete bullshit um, that in order to be a leader, 
you have to just be you have to be strong all the time. Yes. You know? Oh my God. It's yes. so ridiculous because it's ridiculous vulnerability is strength. Yes. Agreed. 1000%. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I don't know where that came from either. If you think about it, because when I think about the leaders that I admire the most, they're normally people who show that it's okay to be weak and strong at the same time. You don't have to be one or the other. And I, that's beautiful. But like, what is even weakness? Like even just the idea of weakness is like, there's this, I don't, I don't even know where that comes from. It's like, Oh, Hey, you cry. You're weak. It's like, gosh, I wish I could cry. Like I wish I, you know, I'm like the kind of guy like once a year, you know, can can let it go just a little bit but then i know i know people um you know and unfortunately this is such a gendered thing especially women who can just like oh hey it's a tuesday I just need to cry and i did and mm-hmm. i'm like gosh i wish i could do that like boy i would feel so much better yeah um, just letting it out for sure yeah. yeah i think that's hard and especially it's weird because there's kind of this double complex. It's like with women, especially in the mental health field or awareness, you know, it's women who have mental health problems are seen as over emotional or, you know, a lot of times people don't take our mental health problems seriously because it's like, oh, you know, she's just on her period or whatever. And with men, it's, it's often the opposite. It's, you know, god forbid you cry as a man because you're gonna be whatever and why why does it have to be like that why can't we just all share in the human experience and understand you know whether you're on your guy girl in between you know whatever i think we're all human and we all have our own problems mentally emotionally whether it's an external thing a circumstance whatever it is we just I think the more we talk about it, the better off we're going to be and understanding that this is the human experience. We're all going to have ups and downs and no one can be perfect all the time. I don't ever expect myself. I'm trying really hard to not expect of myself to ever be perfect. I just want to be real. Well, perfect doesn't exist. It's a total. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, No, it's a bunch of, yeah, it's a bunch of BS and social media makes you feel like, God, like I'm the, my life's a mess. Every time I get on social media, I'm like, Oh my gosh, everyone else has got it figured out. And I don't. So it's hard today. It's very hard, especially as a young person, when you're trying to figure out even who you are, how do you let yourself be seen in a world that you're not even sure how to live in? Boy, I'm just like, mic drop (laughs) back to that. (laughs) It's, it's truth though. It is. It's, it's hard. And that's why I've always admired you a lot because I think you've, at least from what I've seen of you, you've allowed a lot of joy just to radiate from you, no matter what you're going through. But I feel you're also very transparent about the things that you do go through and you're not afraid to, if someone asks you, how are you? I feel you're one of those people that you're not going to be afraid to just tell people exactly how you're doing. Well, I, I, yeah, I think, um, I think there's a lot of truth to that. Um, You know, I I really, again, I try to be honest with as many people as I can be. Mm -hmm. I also think we have to have that space provided for us. 
you know, um, you know, if somebody asks you, how are you doing? Are they really asking you, you know? And so when I ask that question, I really do try to provide that space for somebody or, or don't ask it at all, you know, just say hello or ask a different question. That's maybe more specific. And we might've talked about this earlier in the podcast, because frankly, I've forgotten if this was before we hit record or, you know, after. It was before. It was was before. before. You know, I really like to think about the questions we ask each other as humans. And uh, one great question I've come up with is, where's your heart today? You know, because it's a more specific question than how are you? Because if you got a million and one things going on in your life, how the fuck are you going to answer that question half the time? Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, well, this is going on and that's going on. And I, you know, and then you have to do the read, like, is somebody really asking how you are? Or are they just saying like, oh, I'm doing great. You know, uh, I got all these in my classes. Uh, you know, like, what, what, what are you asking? You know, mm-hmm. so I think asking those more specific questions, you know, another one, um, where's your heart at can be more of a, like a poignant question. It's, I think it comes with the supposition that, Hey, maybe there's some shit going on. You want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, you know, what's bringing you joy or something like that question is really gets to like, Hey, like, you know, we don't always have to talk about the hard stuff too. Like what's, what's good in your life. And I think practicing gratitude is great. So I, I really like those kind of questions, but if you think of a good question, that's more specific, not just like a, Hey, let's just use this common refrain that we do in America slash maybe all over the world. Um, use it, you know, tell us about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I had Kevin Hines on my podcast in season one and something that he said that has always stuck with me since the pod is when you see someone crying in public walk towards them don't walk away from them and it's kind of the same in the sense of asking the question how are you don't ask the question if you're really not wanting to know Mm. you know because i it's all about vulnerability but I think you and I are people that we're going to provide space for someone if they just start breaking down and crying and telling us their whole life story, Yeah, which I think is awesome, but there are people who don't want to hear that. So, you know, it's, it, like you said, it's all about the questions that we ask each other. And I think that's really important. And so but it's so, also not about the, I'm sorry, I just want to jump in here. Real no, quick. no, go for it. Um, it's not even, it, there's more than just the questions too. Honestly, just being, a good listener. Yeah. Like good listening is the most underappreciated skill out there. I'm just going to hot take. We'll put it, we'll put that there, you know, like literally listening. I, and I've realized this the older I get, like, I don't have the answers. I might not even know what to ask you. You know, uh, I'll have somebody tell me their whole life story. This seems to happen somewhat frequently. I guess I just welcome that. Um, and people aren't looking for you to solve that. Mm -hmm. You know, I think it's, and I feel this personally, you know, we go through our days not feeling like we can tell anybody what's going really going on in our lives. And when somebody sees that there's an opportunity to actually have that catharsis and be real, they want that. And if you can just be there and say like, I'm just, I'm going to listen. I'm going to show you with my body language, my ears, you know, um, I might have a thing to add in there, give you a hug. Um, 
do all that, support you in the ways that I know how. Um, but I don't need it. I don't need to, you know, like for you, Haley, I, you know, I might not be able to relate, you know, to your mental health challenges. Doesn't mean I can't be there for you. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean I need to solve you. I don't want you to do that. And, and, and that's so annoying too. Like people are like, I'm going to solve you. Like, I'm going to like you. say that, you know, but it's like, nah, just, just be there along the journey. Show yeah. that you care. Absolutely. I think oh, that you just, honestly, you hit the nail on the head. Cause I, this was something I was going to talk about in my Ted talk was, <laughs> I mean, really like you don't have to be an expert. You don't even know have to know what to say to someone, but if you can just be there, and I love how you said, just show your body language, show your ears, show that you're there for that person, whether it's in a virtual realm, you're FaceTiming them or you're in with them in person, just show people that you care. I mean, at, at the bare minimum, just show them that you care. And I think sometimes that goes a really long way, especially when someone's really going through it. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So something else that I've been thinking about when you've been talking is, you know, there's no one size fits all the, the mental health problem or just even, you know, someone who's going through some really hard times. So I know you've talked to me in the past about, I think you said it's holistic therapy. Yeah. Could you tell me a little bit more about that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I got, I have a holistic health coach. Uh, her name's Kaylin. She's freaking fantastic. Um, and you know, honestly, I, 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 I got very lucky, you know, I, I'm in PT, um, and I was talking to my PT and I said, you know, Hey, I just want somebody who's gonna be able to help me with all these different pieces because that's what our life is. Like mm-hmm. we have, I mean, health is complex, you know, and for some people it's a little bit more complex than others. And I feel that with me, it's not a competition, but you know, whether it's, uh, you know, I have a slowly regressive neuromuscular condition and I don't know what that's going to look like for my life. And so that's called CMT or shark Marie tooth. So whether I have that or it's, um, you know, mental health things with just, you know, dealing with general anxiety, um, you know, uh, 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 major depression, whatever. I don't like to just throw labels on things, but sometimes it's important to acknowledge what, what pieces are at play. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with that, you know, dealing with, Hey, these are my goals right now. Like, um, you know, looking at school, um, you know, then there was, you know, obviously writing this article and saying, Hey, I'm just ready to, to be me and get this truth off my chest. Like, it's so much. And these are, I mean, this is just the short list. Um, you know, I'm not going to just say everything that's going on in my life. And I know that's not expected here in this podcast, uh, even though I am an extremely vulnerable person um, and find power in that. But I said, you know, hey, I, these are things that like clearly I need somebody to help me think through. And so what holistic health coaching is, um, and I'm sure there are lots of different models out there. You know, it's somebody who's just going to be there along your journey. Um, it's, it can feel a lot like therapy. Um, you know, there is that element to it. Um, but it's also, as the name says, you know, it's more holistic. It's thinking, 
hey, what are your goals in life right now? Like, how can we, you know, maybe schedule your days so that they're giving you energy instead of taking you away? Uh, or if this prob- there's this issue, how can we problem solve that? What are there like real tangible things that we can do? Um, because again, our lives have got so much going on um, that I think sometimes it's just so important to have other people who can help us problem solve that. And yeah. this is one of those things where it's like, hey, I'm asking for help. And it's actually a tremendous sign of strength because it's saying like, I can't do this alone. But once I get the help I need, boy, like it's just going to, um, I'm going to blossom, you know, I'm going to, cause they're, I mean, it's all problem solving is what it is. I've really tried to adopt that problem solving mindset. Um, I mean, this could be its whole story alone, but sometimes it's so easy to get bogged down to like, Hey, you know, I'm, you know, I'm a depressed person. I'm an anxious person. I'm an OCD. I'm an, I have an ADHD. I mean, all these like just throw, you know, the isms of the diagnosis status, but really it ends up creating its own problems or can create its own problems where if it's just like, no, like this very specific thing doesn't give me energy and I need to remove it or I need to, you know, um, I find that, um, you know, these things, you know, make me feel this way, like make me feel really sad And so I need to either remove them or like, Hey, have you thought about trying yoga or, you know, all those different things. I mean, they are, they're problems that we just, we approach them and solve. And yeah, they might be really um, abstract and, but you just start, you know? And if I think if we look at life more as like that, um, you know, Nike, just do it, you know, like, and just start on it. Um, that makes a hell of a difference. Whereas if you look at it as just like this massive diagnoses or things it it becomes overwhelming real quick. And, mm-hmm. you know, gridlock is almost certainly the result. Yeah. I love that you're doing that holistic health coaching. Cause I think you told me about that probably a few months ago. It was a while ago. And I kind of started looking at it a little bit and I love the idea of really trying to understand you as the, as a whole person, how do you find wholeness in your life? And then also looking at all aspects of your life and understanding, okay, like you said, where are the problems? What can we do to fix those? Or where, where can we start? Yeah. You know, like you said, I think that's, that's huge because when you're going through something that's traumatic or, you know, just going through the suck, sometimes you feel like, how do I even start to, to get out of this? Or how do I start to yeah build on this and so it's yeah I just think that's awesome I really do and so you know and I know we you and I have kind of talked about even functional anxiety and depression you know like that we could go into this forever but (laughs) it's please let's do it no you know it's it's one of those things that that's why I think holistic health coaching is so cool because when you're someone who's functional too you know, like I can, I can go to work and work, work, work all day and, and be awesome. And then I come home and I'm sad and it's just like, you know, it's like, am I so <laughs> depressed <laughs> when I come home, you know, and it's not even work. It's, it's everything sometimes. And I, I even love what I do. I love my job. I, you know, and I'm grateful for that, but it's being a functional person who's functionally depressed. It's difficult. So I, I love the holistic thought because 
I feel it looks at that too. And sometimes I think in therapy, it's just mainly looking solely at the depression itself. And it's like, let's look at the depression with my life and everything that's going on. Oh my gosh. You just lit off like a bombshell. Like <laughs> I, I just have this like mental outline. I'm trying to like sort through and my response to that. I won't get to yeah. everything. Uh, I heard the funniest line ever. Like, I know you'll appreciate this. A lot of people would be like, Oh, that's uncomfortable. Uh, do you ever listen to NPR? A little bit. Yeah. So very classic NPR podcast called Fresh Air. And this one was with Conan O'Brien, the, the, the stand up, or excuse me, the, the TV host, late night host. Yeah. And um, anyway, so he had Terry Gross, who's the host of NPR on the show. And her husband is a huge Conan fan, apparently, as, as she tells in this, this episode. This episode dropped probably like a year ago. And um, anyway, so after the show, you know, they go and they hang out with him for like 15 minutes. Her husband's just like really excited. because like, Hey, I get to meet one of my favorite late night people, you know? And uh, at the end of it, he's like, okay, now I need to go back to being depressed. <laughs> and I heard that. And I was like, I about laughed for the next week. Like I thought it was like one of the funniest things I've ever heard. Um, in like a very dry humor way, because yeah. people who don't experience depression be like, well, it's really dark. Yeah. But it's like, I got to bring light to that. Like, yes. which is, you know, you see in this piece, like, you know, um, I use, I use humor and I think it's such an effective tool. Uh, fun fact, I want to do stand up someday. Like I really, um, I'm a stand up junkie. Like I'm always watching comedy because, you know, even in the hardest times, there's so much ridiculous shit that we, <laughs> we can comment on. And it's if you really just sit back and observe it. Um, so I do want to say that, um, and shit, I totally forgot <laughs> my second and more salient point was because I was like, I got to go for this tangent now before I forget it. Before I forget. No, um, I, I love the humor part because yes, I think there's a misconception, especially with depression that, you know, people like us, like we have to be sad all the time. And if you're not sad, then you don't have depression. And it's like, God, just why do I have because I have depression, why do I have to always be seen as sad? You know, what can I enjoy humor and bring some light in? So I love that you said that because I find that in my own life. I think sometimes people doubt my mental health, which is weird. I don't know. But people sometimes I think doubt it because I come off as a very happy, smiley person. But that's the functional part, you know, and then it's like, all right, let me go back to being depressed. And that's not a choice, but it's, <laughs> you know, like, I love that you said that because it's not it's not a choice, but it's definitely something that just happens yeah and 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 to be sure like let's be specific here it's different for everybody mm -hmm. um yeah you know our brains are wired differently and um you know thank god for neuroplasticity which if listeners don't know um we have the ability to rewire our brains it takes a shit ton of hard work and time yes um yeah. and sometimes the progress is not as much as you'd like but um you know, I, I'm always doing that with, with cognitive behavioral therapy, with DBT. Um, and again, it, everybody's different. So I don't want to say like, Hey, this is the Holy grail solution because not everything works for everybody And it. And, and so I don't want to be like that person because it can be really frustrating if you're like, well, it doesn't work for me. And, and yeah. I, I can respect that. 
Um, cause I, I can only speak to my experiences. Um, but yeah, I, I, gosh, you know, you talk about functional depression, anxiety, like I'm so gosh darn functional, um, most of the time, but you know, I have those, those lows, um, and it's just like, oh, Hey, like just killed it at work, you know, and then come home and it's just like this emptiness, mm-hmm. um, you know, or yeah. So that's, that's so real. And, um, and it's very, it, and, and it's really misunderstood. I honestly, I think you just, you know, we talked about it earlier, but it starts with providing spaces for people just to be humans, you know, to feel what they feel mm-hmm. without shame or judgment, you know, and like, you know, we've, we've been waiting to have this conversation for a while. Haley, I want to talk about mental health in the workplace mm-hmm. because I always feel like, oh, hey, like if something's wrong, like, like why, you know, here's one. Why can't you just take a mental health day without somebody asking you like, hey, tell me all about it. Like mm-hmm. you need to explain yourself. Like, no, I don't. I don't yeah. owe that to you. Yeah. Do you know how annoying that is? <laughs> it is it's very annoying. And I, I even think it's why we see a lot of people, especially in schools too, why they'll play hooky or fake sick. I think most of the time it's because they need a mental health day. It's not because, you know, they just want to skip out and whatever. I I think a lot of the time it's because people really are stressed or burn out and they just need a break and there's nothing wrong with that. Don't push Uh yourself to the freaking end and, you know, just be, worn out and so exhausted that you literally can't even function anymore it's so important to take care of yourself and it's hard too because like you said even in the workplace I think you know you want to show up and you want to do a really good job and do the best that you can and so with that comes taking care of yourself but it's hard to do that all the time because you don't want to be seen as someone who can't handle their job either right like there's, there's all these misconceptions. Well, I think, yeah, I mean, you nailed it. Like, boom, like, you know, mic drop uh, moment. But it's, um, yeah, I mean, I, I won't get too much in this. Like, I hate the 40-hour work week. Just absolutely, um, as far as business culture and corporate culture in America, it's meant to benefit specific people. Let's just call it what it is. Mm. It's not meant to be, and, and in some places are, are better. Like there are some progressive places. It's like, hey, you need a mental health day. Good. You know, you can work from home or, you know, hey, I need to come in from these hours, you know, come in de- during these hours and maybe I need to come back and work late at night. Maybe it's, mm-hmm. hey, I just need to like, this is the best time of the day for me to work out and be productive, you know, but if you work at a, you know, eight to five or nine to five or eight to four or whatever, and you've got your commute, that's so regimented and it restricts certain people. And this goes all down the line. It's not just like people who have, you know, mental health challenges, it's parents, you know, have kids who want to pick up a daycare. Um, you know, it's incredibly racialized too. like mm-hmm. what it means to be in the American workplace. I mean, so much of the American workplaces are, are white straight spaces. Like that's what they are. And they punish people for being otherwise. And, um, is bullshit is what it is. You know, it really is. And, um, and for me, like, and just 
Hey, I got other needs I got to do. Like if I get my work done, you know, I'm a big believer in efficiency. Mm. Like I'm going to lock in, I'm going to get focused, you know, um, which is a big misunderstanding about people who have ADHD is like, once I'm focused, like, don't bother me. Like I'm, I am going to kick some ass here and ah. get some amazing things done. But then when I'm done, I should be able to go home. It's my time. Like, I'm not going to just sit here and, you know, twiddle my thumbs for, you know, that the next hour, two hours, three hours look like I'm busy. Why do that? You know, and honestly, you're hurting yourself as a company because then you're decentivizing people from working hard and then you're wasting their time and they're wasting your time. Like, it's just yeah. stupid. There's so many, like, I don't know. I just think that the, if people say the reason to do, doing or tradition is the dumbest reason to do something. There's no reason to do something. If, if like, if, if we're not, if we're just like, well, we've always done it this way. Like, yeah, well, that, well, that that's the anyway. thief of innovation right there is when people say, oh, we've always done it that way. That automatically just cuts out any kind of innovative ideas whatsoever. Oh, it's like, totally. just because we've done it that way doesn't mean we always need to do it that way. No, no. And honestly, it's like, and I feel like you're this way too. It's like, we're going to have our times where shit gets hard and we just need that flexibility. Yep. Um, but we're good for it, you know, more mm -hmm. than it. Because in those times where you are working, you're just like, boom, boom, boom. Like you're getting stuff done. You're making a difference. You're adding incredible amount of value. Um, you just have to find people that can respect that flexibility and afford that, uh, but also can see that and be understanding, be willing to support you. Um, and I think, you know, business culture is, is, is getting there, um, but it's slow and, it, and yeah. it takes time. Yep. It does take time, especially I think when a lot of American companies are so results focused. And I, I think it's just so important to remember people and we're all different. And like you said, even especially with mental health, there is no one solution for it. So we have to keep that in mind in the workplace and the schools everywhere, because, you know, like you said, with your mental health, you might be able to just sit down and crank something out and then, you know, have that flexibility to do other things or whatever. And some people might not, you know, they just need the flexibility when they're going through the hard stuff. So like you said, the transparency is crucial and the flexibility is, is there too, because it, how, how are you supposed to work hard if you can't bring your whole self to work and you can't be seen for who you are? So, yeah, I agree with that. I do. So we, we, I think there's been a lot of progress that's been made, but we have, we have a ways to go. Like you said, it's slow. hundred percent. For sure. So Ben, first of all, this conversation has just been awesome. I think this is one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, and also, so, you know, we talked about mental health in the workspace, mental health in holistic therapy, mental health in schools or whatever it might be, you know, everyone has something that they're fighting behind closed doors. And if yeah. they aren't right now, they probably will at some point. What's advice that you have for people who might be listening, just based off of your shared experience, what advice do you have for people who are trying to get through the suck right now? 
Oh boy, that is a that is a big question. It is. The funny the funny thing Pressure. is you asked me this, like you prepped me with this before this, and it's still like uh <laughs> hey, uh, I'm I'm really trying to to think through like what the best answer um you know there there are a few things. Um I think one of the biggest things I've learned recently, again, I'm 25. Um, and forgive me, this is going to sound annoyingly cliche. Um, but life moves on. Um, and honestly, like just getting through some days, like I don't, I don't like to approach my day is like, I just want to get through this. Like, I feel like if you're intentionally living your life just to make it from day to day and make it to Oof. the weekend, what a shitty life. Let's just call it what it is. Yeah. But there are those times where like, and again, because I swear, like a sailor, this just fucking sucks. And I'm going to make it to tomorrow. Uh, I have a, I have a tattoo in my arm and I almost have to put up a picture of it. I can't really like show <laughs> this camera to look awkward, but it's a, it's a sun that's coming through the clouds. And, um, you know, I actually had a buddy of mine from Augie draw it up, Matt Henry name drop. Um, and um, it reminds me a couple things. It reminds me that even in the darkness, the light shines through um, that to, you know, in life we have these storms, but storms don't last forever you know, and um, you might be just up against the wall right now. You'd be like, oh my gosh, I've been here. I don't see how things are getting better, um, but they will. Um, and third, I keep this physically, this is more of a me thing as a reminder, like, hey, I've been there before mm. and, probably, and probably harder. Um, and I can do it again. I'm not, I'm not bringing it on. I'm not like, Hey, let's bring, you know, let's have that. Let's deal with this trauma right now. Yeah. Or like, I, God, I just want to be stable. That would be nice. <laughs> um, I just want to be stable. I feel yeah, that, that would be nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, you get that. <laughs> I do. Um, not trying to like, you know, <laughs> cash at you or anything. We get it. It's a mutual thing. We, we could joke about that because we have shared experience. Yeah. If, if exactly. you don't like, don't make that joke, please. <laughs> if you don't uh, know someone, you probably shouldn't just assume that you're, they're unstable, but you know, you can do that with me. That's okay. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. Um, happily unstable. Um, yes. Yeah. Joyfully unstable. Yeah. Joy joyfully unstable. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I like that. This, this would be a great comedy bit someday, but no, to come back to it, um, before my mind just totally um, derails that thought I wanted to go into. You know, again, I'm 25 uh, and, and I don't want to say like, oh, back when I was 22, but like literally the, how much my life has changed over the past, or my life has changed so much over the past two, three years, it's insane. Like mm -hmm. just developmentally, like looking at human brains, like that's to be expected. Um, but something that would have ruined my night at 19 might just be like, oh, okay. Like that's the reaction it gets because it's like, I know that it's not going to kill me. You know, I might've thought it did, you know, was at one point. Um, and again, you know, you got to respect that journey. Um, if you're 
you know, 16, 17, I mean, whatever, you know, if you're younger, those things, you don't have that, those data points to be able to say like, I'm going to get through this and I'm going to be fine. Like you might not have those personal ones, which is why it's important to hear those from other people at a younger age, which is why I'm glad, you know, I'm sharing my story now, but I think it's important. Just remember you will get through this. Um, again, we do have our storms and, and, and they don't last. Um, and then it's not about perfection. You know, uh, I took a leadership class and one of the most important lines that I remember for it, and this is just a great, you know, thing to kind of close with is better is best. Mm. It's not about, it's not about me fixing everything, figuring everything out right now. This is a journey, you know, and we're just at different stops of it. And, uh, and we're going to have our challenges along the way. And when we do, how can we tangibly, like if we immediately start going to problem solving mode, like give yourself that space to feel, of course, absolutely. And give yourself an absolute, just shit ton of grace because you need that and, and forgiveness. Like you have to forgive yourself to be able to move on. Um, but when you do that, you know, start problem solving, realize this is just part of the journey, you know, and, and people who are in your corner, um, people who love you, know you, um, respect that. And um, I wish I had some like great line to finish on, um, but I don't. It's like, these are my thoughts. <laughs> like what a weak conclusion. <laughs> that is um, the most relatable thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Yeah, I, I do want to tell you one funny thing. Um, Haley, we could we could just riff for a long time. Um, but I, I really, I've been playing around with this idea of creating funny mental health awareness t-shirts. Um, I told you about this. I think I, I think I briefly mentioned a few months back. And uh, because again, I think comedy is a great, vehicle to you know talk about difficult things and uh one of them i really want to do is uh it would say on the front of it my anxiety or it's like no my anxiety and depression are in a tug of war and i'm losing <laughs> like i thought of that I, I thought of that line one day when somebody asked me how i was doing i was like i should put that on a t-shirt that'd be I, like that. I would buy it i'd wear it <laughs> thoughts by ben brewster yeah, exactly. I like it. Yeah. No, it's it's true. And and I think that that symbolizes what sometimes the suck can be for people, just feeling like you're in a tug tug of war with your mind. And so I love that. And I love that you use humor to sometimes communicate even the hardest things because everyone can relate to humor and we like humor because it's easy and it's light. And especially when you're dealing with something so heavy, sometimes it can be courageous to joke about it in a way and not to make light of it but at the same time you know show that it's okay to share in this experience together right like we it's okay to bring the joy in bring the light in 100%. and allow yourself to be seen all the way through it so i commend you for that and i can't tell you how much you coming on to my podcast means so much to me because i just think i think you're gonna change the world ben and I'm excited to get to see some of it.
hey, you two homes, I mean, we're doing this together. Um, you know, this is, uh, you know, honestly, you have so much courage to do what you've done. Um, by the way, uh, listeners, she did not pay me to say these words. Uh, <laughs> no, Actually, I, mean, I did. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, you can you can make checks out to to, to Benjamin Brewster. Thank you, <laughs> CER, uh, Venmo uh, too. Um, yeah, no, um, no. I mean, Haley, you you started doing these things um, insanely early. You know, like talking about um, well, you started the Great Matters what jun- junior year of high school or high school college. Yeah. Yeah. It was 2018. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's insane. Um, I mean, it, I, I honestly like that took so much to do that, so much courage to do that. And so, I mean, we're just, we're, we're doing it together. We're, you know, we're a couple of rock stars out here and, um, you know, got to be confident about that because um, we have our moments that are hard, but um you know, we have the courage to talk about these things. And so I'm just, you know, I'm grateful for that. Grateful for you. Grateful for you too, Ben. And, you know, like Ben said, if you're feeling like you're just going through it right now, you're someone who's listening to this, please know it's okay to laugh. It's okay to smile. It's okay to have joy, but also allow yourself to be seen even in the hard times. Cause that's, how we let the light in is through us allow the light inside of you to be seen so I can shine on to other people as well. So I love you guys. I hope you are all surviving the suck. Thank you, Ben, for coming on today means the world to me and we're going to get through this together. We're all a couple of rock stars. I love that. Woo woo. All right. Hang in there. everyone. On a t-shirt. Yes. We're going to put it on a t-shirt. <laughs> love you guys. Have a great rest of your day keep surviving the suck and yeah that's my closing because i can't think of anything else so love you guys bye